were walking around asking, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Because the conflict in us is so great between what feels good, which of course is something that we ought to be ashamed of, and the fact that we are so cut off from listening and allowing and believing our intuition to tell us what to do that's going to feel good to us. But then if we feel good, then we're not a good person. It's this loop and it's this cycle. And should is not a word of the fifth dimension and should is not a word of the Aquarian age. We've got to take should out of our language. The world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip. But one by one, we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Should is a word that takes away autonomy and instigates shame. If you think about the word should as a word, it's no problem. But the energetics of should, the energy of should, either takes away your autonomy and your own authority of yourself, or it instigates or creates shame within you, which basically takes authority away from yourself as well. Three things. People telling you that you should do something, people telling you that you shouldn't do something, and when I say people, that also means your mind, so either other people or your mind saying, you should do this, that, or the other thing. Other people or your mind saying, you shouldn't do this, that, or the other thing. And the question that you ask yourself and other people, should I blank, usually do this, that, or the other thing. Should I go out with this person? Should I not? Should I eat here or there? Should I go swimming or go on a hike? It's usually an either or question, right? Should I do this or that? Sometimes it's, should I be doing this? (laughs) If you're questioning whether or not you should be doing whatever it is you're up to. (laughs) Let's, Let's take a look at these instances of should. You should do this or that or the other thing takes complete autonomy away from you. And think of this as as a child. So as a child, a parent tells you, you should, or even a friend, right, tells you, you should go play with this person, or you should join this sport, or you should, (laughs) you should eat your vegetables. (laughs) As good advice that is. (laughs) When you say you should to somebody, you're basically telling them They don't know, and they don't have their own answer, their own knowing of what is best for them. That's a lie, because we all know what's best for us. It puts a layer of shame into our energy field when we want to be doing something, and we're told that we should be doing something else. We feel wrong, and that's a shameful thing. 
And don't even get me started on people telling people that they should be ashamed of themselves. Don't worry. You instilled that, and they are. Thanks very much. Now we're left looking outside ourselves to be accepted, to feel loved, to do the right thing as if there is a right and wrong thing. And we don't trust our own intuition because we should be doing this thing even though we want to be doing or we feel better about doing that thing. So we move through our lives seeking approval of those outside of us, our parents, our teachers, our society at large, asking them, what should I do? Because we feel ashamed of doing something other than what they think we should do. And there's really no worse feeling than shame. There's no lower feeling than shame. There's no heavier energy than shame. So we want to do anything that we can to avoid feeling shame. So we stop listening to our intuition, to our gut, to our inside. And I'll just remind you here that 80% of the information between our gut and our brains is from our gut to our brains. And only 20% is from our brains to our guts. Our intuition does live in our gut and it is always correct. However, We lose touch at a very young age with our intuition because we're told what we should do and then we feel ashamed and we don't want to feel the shame so we ask outside ourselves, we look outside ourselves for what we should do. Let's talk about what we shouldn't do now. You shouldn't self-pleasure. You shouldn't do something that you're not good at. There's so many things we shouldn't do. You shouldn't climb on that. You shouldn't touch the hot stove. Okay, well, yeah, we'll learn that on our own. (laughs) But saying you shouldn't do something that inevitably you're going to do because it is innately human to do it and you're going to learn whether or not it feels good in yourself or not. And obviously the easiest example is self-pleasure here. And you're told you shouldn't do that. That's bad. But when you do, it completely conflicts with the outside statement about it, the outside information you're getting about it, because it doesn't feel bad. So you're ashamed now of feeling good, of doing things that feel good to you, of doing things if it's climbing on furniture, and it makes you feel free, it makes you feel light, it makes you feel strong and courageous. You know, I'm talking about younger kids, in that sense, (laughs) climbing on furniture, makes you feel like you can do it, you know? Gives you that sense of personal power. And taking the other example of self-pleasure, it makes you feel good. It makes hormones secrete that are feel-good hormones. So yes, it does feel good. You should feel good doing these things. And people are telling you from the outside, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You should be ashamed of yourself. Don't worry, they are. That makes us feel like if we are doing something that feels good, there is shame attached to that because we shouldn't do the things that make us feel light and free and in a state of pleasure and feel good and feel courageous. There's shame in that. And it's drilled into us starting at such a young age. So now we have to look outside for what we should do. And if we do things that make us feel good, we're a bad person. We should be ashamed of ourselves. 
So now we're walking around asking, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Because the conflict in us is so great between what feels good, which of course is something that we ought to be ashamed of, and the fact that we are so cut off from listening and allowing and believing our intuition to tell us what to do that's going to feel good to us. But then if we feel good, then we're not a good person. It's this loop and it's this cycle. And should is just, should is not a word of the fifth dimension and should is not a word of the Aquarian age. We've got to take should out of our language and shouldn't, of course, which is just should not. There is no should or should not. So if somebody asks me, and this happens frequently, I hear this word a lot. Here's an example. Should I start a podcast or create a YouTube channel? Anytime the question starts with should I, the answer is automatically no. No. Because there is no should. What would you like to do? So I created this whole episode about should I start a podcast or do a YouTube channel? And then I decided that what I like to do not what I feel I should do because I'm now focused on the solopreneur aspect of being boundless, right? Giving solopreneurs, people who are boundless and following that boundlessness into building a business, but then realizing that I don't actually know how to make a business. (laughs) Why am I doing this? Because that's where I'm at. My soul is leading me to share my gifts and get paid for it. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I'm doing this podcast as a way to learn and to share what I'm learning out there with all of you. And there's so much information about it. What I have found is everything comes down to energetics. Everything. Everything. So if you are feeling like you should do something in order to make your business grow or in order to feel good about yourself or in order to give more because what you're giving isn't enough just by being the light that you are, Stop, (laughs) hit pause, breathe, focus on what you're doing and realize whether or not what you're doing is energetically a should. We tend to overthink. We tend to think that our minds are smarter than our guts. Not true. The mind will lie to you all the time. Your body will not. What your body feels is correct. What your mind thinks is usually not, (laughs) and it's very conditioned, and it's like the train going down the tracks, and it's just speeding up and speeding up and speeding up, and your neural network, which is the track, is just huge, and there's no stopping it until you either burn out or break down or consciously choose to stop that train and start it on another track. Before we shift onto that second track of the episode, I am so grateful for having a couple new reviews. Here is one. This one was written by a gal named Kate. So Kate, if you are out there listening to this episode, please go on to Instagram and message me at being.boundless because I really love to meet my listeners. The title of her review is so, so good. And of course, it's five star. Thank you so much a gal named Kate. Here's what she says. Every episode of The Boundless Soul I've listened to is awesome. Laura Christine is a wonderful interviewer, passionate, compassionate, interested, and wise. I get something out of each guest and their conversations. Again, thank you so much, a gal named Kate. 
this is kind of, now I'm sort of bringing this episode onto another track, which is neural networks and making those shifts from, let's bring it back though, from the should and shouldn't type mentality to something new. And I want to make sure I do hit on when we're asking, should I do this or that? We're asking ourselves, our minds, other people. That's just a product of being told what you should and shouldn't do as you were growing up. So again, now we're asking out, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Is this good for me to be doing? That's a better question. (laughs) Is this good for me to be doing? But it's best if you're asking that to yourself. So let's shift into this new neural network now. We have been on the should, shouldn't train, the shame train. (laughs) I love that. We've been on the shame train for a really long time. That's what we are familiar with. That's what our brain is used to. That's the easiest path for our minds to take. So it is the default. I want you to really get this. It's not your fault. However, now that you're aware of it, it's your responsibility to change it. It's not your fault. It is your responsibility. Woohoo! Being human, super fun, right? Okay, (laughs) when this train has been on the same track for a really, really long time, even if it feels gross and heavy and dense and unloving, it's familiar. By default, what is familiar is comfortable to our brain, if nothing else. Easiest example, and one you've heard a thousand times, is that abusive relationship where the whatever it is, the man beats the wife, whatever it is, and she stays. Because the unknown is not familiar and is therefore very uncomfortable. The known, even though it is painful, literally, it is familiar, therefore the brain deems it to be comfortable. Again, it's not your fault. It is your responsibility. You are at choice to stay with the shame train or to change. Change is hard, (laughs) but it is possible. If you can remember that your brain is wired for the familiar, not what is best for you, and consciously choose what is best for you, even though it's not familiar, that's when you feel the lightness and the freedom and the courage That when you were a little kid, climbing on the furniture was sort of shoved out of you because you weren't supposed to do it, and so you were told that you shouldn't. How do you do it, though? If my brain is wired this way, don't I just have to go that way? Of course not. If you're aware of it, you can change. So you sit down for five minutes every day and give yourself to you. Not to some practice, not to some guru, not to some belief system or religion that's outside of you. And that's, again, looking for the answers, looking for what you should, shouldn't do outside of you. When you give yourself, and I'm telling you, start with five minutes, give yourself to you. Dedicate yourself to you. If that means you're reading a book from some kind of guru, if that means that you're practicing a meditation from a particular religion, that's fine. But it is because, you're doing it because you feel that it is the best thing for you. If that means having some tea and journaling, that's your practice. Spirituality kind of got religious, let's just say. (laughs) It's not a religion, and yet we basically transfer 
we transfer our religion, we transfer the neural networks, the pathways that we have, and we actually don't change the pathways. We just change the language we're using around them. So if you get all dogmatic about your diet, if you get all dogmatic about your spiritual practice, your meditation, your yoga, your whatever it is, if you get dogmatic about it, all you did, you didn't change your pathways, my friend. All you did was change the language you're using around them to justify keeping your pathways. What does it mean to dedicate yourself to yourself? I'm reminded of, as you know, (laughs) I've been studying or not really studying, but I've been looking into my ancestral background, which is Norse and, you know, the Norse people. And Odin sacrificed himself unto himself to learn wisdom from the wells of wisdom and to learn the wisdom of the runes. He didn't sacrifice himself to the well. He didn't sacrifice himself to the runes. He sacrificed himself to himself. That is what spirituality is. It is not just moving dogma around and changing words around. It is actually sacrificing yourself, your time, your energy, your thoughts to yourself. Your highest self will start speaking. Your intuition will re-engage. It hasn't ever left. You just haven't been paying attention. Or you have been paying attention and you've simply been ignoring it or shutting it out. Trust me, been there done that, still do it sometimes, because I'm a human just like you. Start five minutes a day. Give yourself to yourself. You don't have to plan it out as far as what you're going to do. It might help to schedule that time in because we're so used to schedules and practice. Practice listening. Even if you don't take the advice of your intuition, which I highly recommend you do, practice hearing it and saying, okay, okay, I heard you. I understand that this is best for me. I'm too scared right now. My ego is way too strong. I'm going to do this. But then just pay attention and see what happens and see what the outcome is. When you do, listen to the intuition as opposed to when you don't. And there's no right and there's no wrong. You can't take the wrong path because there is no wrong path. If only they would have told us that when we were kids. (laughs) And when you dedicate yourself to yourself like this, and when you get consistent with your practice of dedicating yourself to yourself. Maybe that is the same practice every day. That's a really good way to create new neural networks, but only if you're doing it to create new neural networks and not to reinforce your religion or your dogma or the neural networks you say you're changing, but you're not. I do meditations every day sometimes. It's, it, it really is a wonderful way because it builds that new neural network in a different way, but the feeling has to be there. The intention has to be there. And knowing that you're diving into a new territory has to be there. When you get consistent with it, that starts to become a habit. Habits become your personality. So now instead of dedicating yourself to everything out there, you're dedicating yourself to yourself. You're freeing yourself. You are becoming boundless. When you're asking what you should do to the people out there, to society out there, to your mental conditions and constructs and concepts, when you're asking all of that, what you should do, you are so, so bound. You are so not free and you won't be until you sacrifice yourself onto yourself. You start asking your gut. You start asking your own self, what's best for me today? You don't ask what you should do because yourself doesn't care. (laughs) You can do this. You can do that. You can do the other thing. It doesn't matter what's best for me. What makes me feel lightest and freest? Your body knows that. 
and it will tell you. And now all of a sudden, you're this light and free person that has a past of dogma, but now you're not bound to it. You're not bound to those same ideas, and you're no longer bound to the shame. And then, of course, because this is how human beings work, the shame will rise up anyway, because it's time, it's allowed to, it's like, now the shame can rise up, and then you can see it, and you can acknowledge it, and you can say, wow, that's there. Okay, I forgive myself, because I didn't know better, but now I do, and I can send this shame off with love, and I can forgive myself, and I can be free. So if you use the word should, if you use the word shouldn't, and if you're asking should a lot, my challenge for you is to change that language. And if you're asking, should I do this, that, the other thing, whatever, or what should I do? If you're using the words, should I, change it to, do I desire? Would I like? What do I desire to do? Would I like to do that? Would I like to do this? Do you see the difference? Now you're asking yourself and you're letting your body chime in and tell you, what feels best. If you're saying you shouldn't do that to somebody, it's a lot more effective if you give a reason. Oh, that's dangerous. Be really careful. Or, you know what? We don't climb on furniture because we can get hurt. Do you see the difference? You're a bad person. You shouldn't do that is a lot different than, ooh, I see you're having fun and at the same time, I want you to be safe and protected. Now you're saying it with love and you're giving a reason not to do something that's dangerous. And your mind is really sneaky. So if you're like me and you're a solopreneur and you are thinking, <laughs> stop. <laughs> if you think I should do this because we think it a lot and we don't even necessarily use the word when we're thinking, but the same energy is coming through. I'm targeting now solopreneurs like me, so I think I should get guests that can add value to solopreneurs in building their business in a tangible way. I love that. I actually do love that aspect, but did you notice that the energy is should? I should only get these guests. I don't actually want to do that. I should create episodes on my own that specifically focus on the tangible and practical steps of building a business. That doesn't resonate with me. And honestly, I'm in such a flux and flow right now that my purpose is kind of, well, it's not like purpose ever changes. My purpose is to be a light in the world, but the way that I express that purpose is in a flux right now, and I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing. So right now, I'm doing, <laughs> this is... This is the answer, too. Right now, I'm doing what feels best to do. If that's get copywriters on here, if that's talk about should I make a podcast or a YouTube channel, then I will. I actually made a really good episode about should I make a podcast or a YouTube channel, and I decided that I was going to talk about the energetics of should instead because it feels more light and free to me. It feels more like what I'm an expert at. So that's why you got this episode. I listened to myself, and guess what? There's always room for redos. You always get to do redos, or you always get to shift your path. You always get to change your language as much as you can until you realize that that's all you've done, and it's time to move forward on a new track. 
So take a few moments at the end of this episode when it ends to really feel into where are you shooting yourself? Where are you feeling that energy of shame, even if it's really deep and not on the surface? If I don't do this this way, then I'm not, it's not going to work. People aren't going to want to listen. That's a should energy. Absolutely a should energetic. And then I create something from that space of (laughs) should. And then it comes time to put the episode out and then I'm redoing it anyways. (laughs) That's how life is as a solopreneur, isn't it? We tune into the energetics, we make mistakes, we step over those mistakes and do something that's even more natural to us and to our heart and helps us feel lighter and freer. And we think we got it and then we think we definitely don't got it. And we just keep loving up on all of it because that is why we're here. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Right? So if you enjoyed this episode, if you're interested in energetics of things, let me know. Best way to let me know is by writing a five-star review on Apple and subscribing to the podcast That helps this show grow and it helps more people just like you and me following our souls, making businesses, doing the soul's work, find it and grow with us. You can also reach me on Instagram at being.boundless or on Facebook in the gathering of boundless soulpreneurs because that's where I hang out most. Before I go, I just want to let you know that I love you. You got this. I am freaking proud of you for following your soul against, it's like it's against the current of society. But when you're following your soul, you're with the current of your soul. And that is so much smoother. If you're going with the current of society, your soul is fighting against you to try to say, hey, 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 come on this way. This way is the smooth way. It's just amazing. You're amazing. Keep it up. You got this. Keep loving yourself. You are worthy and deserving of all that you desire. So next time you ask yourself if you should do something, stop and ask yourself, do I desire this or that? Satnam, my friends. Thank you for listening and thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, Thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.